Welcome to your handbook for the apocalypse. I'm your co-host, Mystic Mark, and each episode I dial Uncle Mike, the Susquehanna alchemist and gypsy king, who joins me from the 40th parallel or wherever adventure takes him. This phone conversation is conducted over airwaves stretching from me across the mid-Atlantic megalopolis to Uncle Mike somewhere near the Appalachians in Penn's Woods. Thank you for tuning in to your handbook for the apocalypse in 2023. Mike, what's going on? Mark, how are you? Well, how are you? Can you, hear, can you hear me? I got a new headset set up, and I want to make certain that the audio is acceptable. Yeah, it sounds better than ever. It does? Well, then excellent. We will continue to move on. <laughs> right on. So, so question, question number one. Yes. Are, are we recording? Yes. Question number two. Do we know what we're going to talk about? Yes, I do. I don't know if you do. <laughs> no, I don't. And then question number three, well, then let us, can we begin? Right on. Yeah, if you have any um, thoughts, I could always edit edit out anything you'd like to say before we start officially going here. But, uh, no, I was hoping you would retell, if you don't mind, that quick little story about you possibly running into your future self. <laughs> what a great way to start. Hold on for a moment. I'm going to walk inside. I need to get myself a glass of water for this one. So for folks who have been wondering where Mike's been, uh, some things have changed. You moved out of Gnome countryside. And uh, before you left, something kind of strange happened, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so we can, we can begin with that. Right? Well, well so let's take a couple steps back. Um, it's been a while since we've done a show with the Hazlitt. It's been a, a, at least more than a month. I don't want to say two yeah. months, but it's probably been two months, maybe one month. It's probably, okay, probably been right around Thanksgiving time period. So December went by. Uh, I'm, uh, it's, it's interesting because... Um, from the perspective of one's own life, you're always like, you know, life unfolds in, you know, moment by moment. Like it's, it doesn't seem so much that a uh, huge amount of change occurs at any given time because you're like always in the moment and change usually is, is incremental. But my guess is, and what I'm curious to know is I think a lot of change, like over the last, since ever it's been since we last recorded, um, maybe was, with me, maybe with you, and um, yeah. I'd be curious from the listener's perspective who has not heard anything since the November. You were going to tell us the date. When was it last recorded? We recorded uh, right about. I think it was the f- 
the last time we recorded was while you were on your way down south. So it was like mid-November. Wow. Wow. That seems like two lifetimes ago. <laughs> right, um, right. Which is why I thought it was two months ago because it's been quite a while. I mean, perspective-wise, yeah, it's it feels like a long time. Right. It always feels um, – it's funny because you 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 – you asked me to begin with re begin this episode tonight by retelling something, retelling a story of something that occurred last week. And I mean, I guess <laughs> we're just going to skip over that whole time period. I think I mean, some of it's been covered on some other shows, but undoubtedly, um, that trip was a um, was a was a big trip, which then turned into a strange December, and then. Um, uh, I found myself um, where I am right now. So why don't we do this? Let's go and the the story which you're referring to is actually the the third part or the third the third uh, chapter maybe of what the past week has been. So I'm going to go through all three of those, those stories, which I think will probably um, set set the tone. Okay. <laughs> Where we wanted to. And I also want, I mean, you wouldn't be listening to this unless, you know, you've probably listened to the other shows and the approach which we're, we're bringing to experiential reality um, resonates with you. I mean, why else would one listen to this? <laughs> so the reason I say that is, um, is last week was particularly and a lot of the, our episodes, what we talk about, Mark, is what I call it. It's, it's a gonzo style. You no, know, we're not just talking about like philosophical perspectives or anything like that. We're, we're talking about those philosophical perspectives and living life in, in, according, in accordance to those principles. Mm. So this past, like these stories, I think, uh, really get, uh, highlight some of the, just this, the, the weirdness of reality and the relationship between the inner world and the outer world and the feedback needs, what, what comes first, what begins. And we've really been, I mean, it's, it's probably very set, uh, or fitting also, um, it's not quite a year, but uh, maybe we should do something um, special for the year anniversary by referring to the the Masonic presentation. Mm. <laughs> All right, we should definitely do. We well, should definitely we, do. Un, impromptu, without our planning, really, we didn't talk about this much. Uh, we'll we'll be meeting up this weekend, so who knows? Maybe I don't know if this is this is a month early of that uh, anniversary, but we are uh, continuing our tradition of <laughs> uh, winter excursions. With excursion, so we'll get into that. So this does feel fitting, though, for the year that began with that. Um, the story I want to come about to tell you. So uh, it begins. Um, it begins a week ago. I am. Um, I'm staying in an Airbnb in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Okay, real nice place. It was, it's more like a. Uh, it was like a. a a healing collective the house was probably about a hundred year old house, not particularly large, but beautifully. Um, the woodwork on the inside was rather impressive. And, uh, it was an Airbnb, which is purposely rented out 
five rooms with shared spaces. So it's more more like a hostel, like it's a hostel type experience. Um, but it's it's booked through Airbnb. Found myself there. Um, in the hour Oh, okay. So this is uh, with this. So uh, and I did a recording with Emily. I I took a month long a month off break, a planned month off break with Emily. My two months, or our two months break was happenstance. I don't know how much we planned to do so much. But me and Emily definitely planned to take a month off. This week was the first was the first week back. And she asked me to she asked me to go and uh, on our the, the episode we recorded prior to the, the break, she gave me a, a homework assignment. Notorious for never doing homework <laughs> And this was, 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 was not going to be another one of them. It's going to be a homework assignment. But the homework assignment was that she asked me to watch a TV show, it's a Netflix show called Dark. Are you familiar with it? What's it called? Dark. Dark. D A R K. No, I'm not familiar. So, it's a German show, and it's dubbed over in English, and it has an English subtitle. And apparently it's pretty popular. I don't know um, She wanted me to watch it, because she had seen it, and she says that it really connects to the things that me and Emily talked about, which has to do with the nature of time, time travel, just really looking at everything from different perspectives. That's what she and I feel. And she said, and this movie like hit a lot of those, um, those, those or this TV program or series hit a lot of our, our favorite um, talking points. So she's like, you definitely need to watch it. There's one thing in particular you got to see. So I'm like, all right. So I go and I watch this. I agreed to watch it in the end of November and I watched it the day before we recorded together last week and I watched the first two episodes to see if we won and it's basically from what I saw well, from what I saw and I'm going to go into a little bit of pivot with this commentary is um, the, the, the show is, is German Stranger Things okay like it's, it's the exact same setup and like you watch, you're like, oh, of course, it's the exact same setup. But I was like, huh. Like when I watched Dark, I know it's been out for a while, so I did a quick search. I'm like, Stranger Things and Dark, I want to see what people say. Because it's just like so, so self-evident. And there are lots of articles about it, but, but, but there was this one, it was like, you know, mainstream article. And it, it was, and the article called How Stranger Things and, and Dark Are Different. That was the name of the article. It was from medium.com or something. And what's just funny is, like, that's just, like, trying to control the context of how consciousness works. They focus on how things are different, so you don't see other things. But anyway, all of that said, like, that was a big build-up. Like, why are you talking about dark? Real quick. So it's about time travel, and it's kind of a mystery, and all these sort of things. And in the very end of the episode number two, season one, um, flashed upon the screen is my name. So it's Michael Wong, W-A-M-N. And the reason why is because the guy writes down when in German, which is W-A-N-N, and the and Michael was dubbed uh, for a character's name, and so it shows up at the same time. It's about this character who apparently is involved with time travel and timeline manipulation, 
And it's, I always talk to the episodes. I don't know how deep the show goes. So I mean, I could be totally off by that, but I know generally about that. And it was just like, it had my name in it. And I'm like, all right, that's, that's, that's the starting point of where we're going to go. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. Like all it is at the end of the day is my name was, my name was, was, was in the TV show. So now we're on to, um, we're into story number two. Okay. Okay. The story number two, which is two or three days later. You indicated in the beginning of, of our episode that I'd moved out of film countryside. And I am moving into a house in, um, in Berks County, Pennsylvania. Probably about two hours away from where I was currently living. And on December 27th, I signed the lease. The second lease I'm moving in um, the house with someone. And she and I were at the house for, I think it was the, it was the first time for me, and I think it was the third time for her um, in early December. And there was a dinner party there uh, thrown by the, the owners of the property. And during the, that dinner party in early December, the owner made reference to the fact that the house was built in the 1790s. And I was like, wow, I, I came in when it was dark and I, I didn't really get an appreciation of what the house looked like on the outside. So I, you know, not that I'm helping with it. Inside, like, yeah, it was obviously like an old home. But what really kind of piqued my interest is um, the home is located in Berks County, which is one county, I suppose, away from where I live in Lancaster. But it, it feels like it's really far away. I didn't grow up in Pennsylvania. I lived in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. It was always in CA I lived. I've lived there for maybe about 10 or 12 years. And I know of Berks County as a concept, like I can identify it on the map. I don't really spend time there. So when I, when I learned, um, this is completely tied into this whole sort of like, uh, the atomic story. It was right when that story began two years ago. Um, I was first introduced to my, um, the, the long-term nature of the Juan family lineage, um, DNA family, stuff we should be able to, to find on Ancestry.com. And what I found out was, you know, the first Juan had arrived in Berks County uh, in 1750, Berks County, Pennsylvania. Um, and here I am in a house from, and I know he lived there our uh, wands lived in Burke in that general area for at least 75 years, including that, that when this house was built. So I'm like, wow, you know, this, this house was built when, like, in theory, you know, those from my DNA were in this general area. So it got my mind thinking, it's not. I wonder, I wonder if I could go and see where exactly, where exactly it was in Burke County that my family had lived. So I went and I checked. I mean, this is just like all like free, free ancestry.com sort of stuff. I think 
wiki tree, I also use Bastion. These are free resources to anyone. Um, and I was included for this first one who was in the, you know, supposedly in the new world in the 1750s. It says that um, uh, there are references to his red, his, his uh, marriage, his marriage license, and then also his death certificate, all the markers of culture. But we're going we're gonna to measure everything. But, you know, nonetheless, there's a record of it. And it was, uh, I could see that my, my, my grandfather to the ninth power, John, like literally his name is Johnny Wan, <laughs> who is 200 years after Johnny Wan, the king of the gypsies, uh, seemingly that they're separate people. Um, but when Johnny or Johan Wan, um, he was married in 1766 in Berks County on December 27th. And um, it was at this church. It was uh, a Lutheran church, and that Lutheran church is still around. It's in a place called uh, Amity. And that's less than like four miles from where the house was that I had just assigned a lease store. So exactly on the 256th anniversary of this like whole serpent serendipitous, you know, quote unquote serendipitous unfolding event, unfolding event that I'm finding myself moving into this house. It's, it's a farmhouse. There's a farm and like it's, I mean, that in itself is a whole conversation. And the timing and the location of it are just really, really, really um, strange, um, unusual. And, you know, just to throw, so the day, so, so me and Christy go and we sign the lease. We're like, all right, let's gonna go to, um, let's go to the, the, the cemetery, the church of the place where 256 years ago, there was the wedding. So we go there and we start looking for like the gravestones. So we couldn't find the gravestones. Most of them are of the gravestones are made of limestone, which all, you know, the, the letters, the engraving watches away rather quickly. But the first one we saw um, was a name which was, uh, was a meaningful name. So I guess to wrap up the second part is we began with this idea of a TV show with my name and it's talking about time travel. And then a couple of days later, I find myself like serendipitously, like time and space, like lining up directly with, with ancestors who I just found out about two years ago. And it ties into a Johnny Wong, you know, the gypsies narrative that I've been telling many, many years longer than, um, longer than, uh, than, than hearing this story. So that all being said, that's the setup to the story that you would ask me to share tonight. And, this takes place on Bridal Path Road. Bridal Path Road is what no countryside. Bridal Path Road is a, uh, um, it's not safe. I tell you that to give you some sort of concept of the degree of ruralness it is. It's like it's a place where you don't have to take roads. Um, and so, uh, but it, it's a crossroad. It's a crossroad between two paved roads, and it's used as a shortcut for people who are in the area. And I like to sit. I like to sit on the road. Um, there's a there's a, a place, a, an old stone wall, which is really comfortable to, to sit upon, and just watch cars go by. So this was I, I would say it was December thirtieth. 
December 30th. I'm just sitting out there. It was an unseasonably warm day. And cars are going, or I'm just sitting there in my own thoughts, thinking about like probably the first two things which I, was, I just described to you. And I hear this, I hear the, the, the gravel turning of a car coming up the road. I look and it's, uh, uh, it's a really good condition, uh, like 1980 G-Chip. And it pulls up next to me, the, the window is rolled down. And it's a guy who, trying to describe him um, in, a, in a cultural touch point for an archetype. He literally looked like what you would imagine a department store Santa Claus looks like his other 11 months out of the year. I mean, the guy had like a big white beard, had white hair, and was tied back in a ponytail. And he had a big belly, but he's wearing like a flannel shirt. And he's like, you know, he looks like just like a, a regular good old boy. And so he pulls up next to me and the winners roll down. He says to me, this is exactly what he said. He says, are you lost as well? Or are you lost too? And he said, are you lost too? Which is an unusual kind of, of state, right? I mean, it's, it can be taken a lot of different ways. Like the context is really kind of wide open. There. But it, it was pretty evident to me that the guy was being kind of cheeky, being playful. I'm not sure exactly to what degree, but um, so I answered back. But I'm not, uh, I answered back to him like that. I'm like, nope, I know exactly where I am. Because I've been thinking like the whole the whole time like leading up to it, just like thinking about like the nature of reality, all of this weirdness which of the past year, and then like I'm I'm moving into like my my ancestors' house or, or land, you know whether or not this was the actual house. Like I mean that's that that's like not out as an outlandish possibility. I mean, nonetheless, so. So my, my mind is going to think, like, where am I? Like, those sort of questions. So I'm like, nah, I know exactly where I am. Just talking, maybe. Maybe talking a little bit boastfully because I'm like, where the hell am I? So anyway, so um, he, then, he then asked me, uh, he's like, are you in Dallas? This is a strange question. And I'm like, Dallas, Texas, or Dallas, PA? He said, Dallas, Texas. And I'm like, uh, no, this is Dallas, this is Dallas, Texas. So uh, you must take the wrong turn to Missouri. So I said, you must take the wrong turn to Missouri. He's like, ah, I see. He nods his head. And then he says to me, if I continue down this road, the road he was on, like, will this, will this take me somewhere? Will I, will I be able to get out? Will I be able to double back out? I'm like, oh, no, no, not at all. Continue down the road. And I start describing what's going to, Happen with roads and like stops and, and stops. He's like, wait, stop. Because if you tell me where all the roads go, well, then I'm not going to be lost anymore. <laughs> <We'll talk. laughs> I'm like, all right, that's a that's a that's a that's a fair that's a fair question. Um, and so it, it's it's kind of evident that the that the conversation has run its course. It's not going to be like a uh, um, it's not going to go anywhere and I want to go back to where I was before. And so I kind of begin backpedaling, walking away from And he says to me, he's like, by the way, my name is Mike. And I look at him and I'm like, huh, 
I'm Mike as well. And he says to me, he's like, but I'm Mike one. And, you know, with the name, like, Michael Wallen, or Mike Wallen, uh, like, that's, I've, I've had nicknames my entire, not my entire life, and the, the nickname often is a play upon the last name, and one of the plays is, is the number one. I've been called Mike Wallen for a long time in my life, many times, and so I'm like, no, I'm Mike Wallen. And so he looks at me, I look at him, gives a little smile and a wink, and then just drives off. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so now I'm left with this, like, what, uh, what, what did I just experience? Perplexing, a perplexing experience, that's for sure. <laughs> well, it's certainly fun and playful. It was certainly fun and playful without a doubt, but in in my mind, in my opinion, it goes to you know the nature of what this what this show is all about. You know, both like the the strange nature of reality, synchronicity, so forth, and then the meaning which we apply to events, which you know may or may not be something. And then how do you, how do you need it? Like, you know, how are you crafting the reality? What is the nature of And from that lens, I can't imagine a more fun or, or joyful way to kind of have those types of, of experiences witness it. Well, it certainly feels like it precluded your uh, sync up in uh, Berks County, right? I mean, here's future Mike uh, meeting uh, old Mike or young Mike, sorry, young Mike. And, and young Mike is about to move into, you know, ancient Mike's domain. <laughs> it's, uh, it's definitely... So... I mean, we're just kind of, we're, we're, we're just, we're, we're just, we're just talking ideas, right? Um, and so going through this experience has certainly, I, so I want to pause, I'm, I'm, I'm pausing right now. Typically, I, or traditionally, in the past, um, I personally put, little weight on past lives, like this idea. Mm. Not to say that I don't believe that it's, that I, that I think it's true or, or false. I just don't, my question is like, one, I can't prove anything. Two, I don't understand why it's relevant. So why would I put any, um, the moment it becomes relevant or the moment it becomes significant in my actual experience, well then maybe I'll think more about it. But like, I, I more or less said this is, I'm, I'm taking a buy of Africa. And this instance is certainly makes me think, like, you know, what is going on? You know, is this like, you know, and maybe it's not like past lives in terms of, of, um, of 
I was, I was uh, Alexander the Great, you know, some sort of historical character. I'm like, I've done that. I think I've done this before. Like, it certainly seems like that. How am I, with the awareness of, of this other story, finding myself right back to in the same land of the same story, with seemingly the same other person? Hmm. I'm with so you. That's why. That's that's where I'm. Like you know, what do you? And then the next question is, well, what do you do with that? Yeah. What it's that's what I think is kind of the the fun and the creative aspect of it because um, to me it's not so much about that as much as what does that imply? Right. Yeah, I never put about to... the nature of reality. Yeah. Well, I I think that has something to do with this like stored landscape memory. I mean, at least in the case of you gravitating back towards a place that has something to do with uh where you're from. I mean, I I have a similar connection. I was uh just printing this out last night. Um I found my you know, genealogy information there's like a museum uh dedicated to the genealogy of this family that i'm a part of i mean not that it's like some organized family i've never been to a steve's family reunion um but i found out that the original uh my johnny one so to speak a guy named heinrich steve uh, he settled in philadelphia in 1749 and then turns out they were a part of the church of St. Martin or at least that's where they got married and uh, they joined in on one of Benjamin Franklin's companies that settled in New Brunswick so they went up to they left Philadelphia and went up to Canada but uh, but yeah I just dug that up I don't know what's his first thing Heinrich Stief. Heinrich. Yep, and he comes from the Palatine region of Germany, Musen, Musingen. Do you know where sure. Jan, uh, Johann Wann comes from? Rhine, Rhineland, hyphen, Falk, T-F-A-L-Z. That's what it says, but I, I'm, not, I, I'm not that familiar with Germany to know what that means. But that's a part of that same wave of, uh, you know, Germans that became the Pennsylvania Dutch, right? The, the folks that stuck around and, uh, you know, held to their, uh, Protestant ways, uh, became the Amish, right? The, the same group of people. Uh, I certainly think that there's, there's a lot of overlap. I mean, and it's definitely, um, uh, Johnny and Hendrik, is that it? Was it Heinrich? Is that what she said? His first name was. Yeah, Heinrich Steve and his uh, seven sons. One of which was seventeen when they were in Philadelphia, and the one that I'm related to of his seven sons is a man named uh, Lu- Ludwig. Uh, let's see, I have his name right here. It's Ludwig Louis Steve. Lutrick was his nickname. 
and then his son was Samuel Steves. And but Louis uh, Steef was Ludwig Steef was alive in Philadelphia while he was a, a teenager. Uh, yeah, that's when um, same general part of the world, same time, same general place where they arrived. Um, both of our families came through. Look at that. Well, and what they said about the uh, the Steefs in particular is they went north up the Schuylkill River in uh, in Philadelphia, and they couldn't find any land of their own to, to own. They had land to work, but they wanted to own their own land, which caused them to leave. But I, you know, it says about 12 miles north of Philadelphia, just east of the Schuylkill River and immediately west of Germantown, which was the first settlement of German immigrants. That's where they ended up uh, ended up settling. So when I read that, I immediately thought of uh, when Tara and I went to Philadelphia and walked around Wissahickon Creek with Ross Ben. Like maybe that was the same forest that my ancestors walked through. You know. Uh, I would imagine. Well, I'm confused when you gave that ins- that description. Was that um, that was uh, um, where they arrived? They was you said twelve miles east of Germantown. Twelve miles north of Philadelphia and just west of Germantown. And just west of Germantown. Okay, but up the Schuylkill. Yeah, north up the Schuylkill. But yeah, they ended up. Eventually going to uh, New Brunswick instead. They were part of the uh, first non-French to settle the, uh, it, you know, what would become Canada before the British got there. Huh. Um, where I am right now is I'm looking at it on a map where this where this place is. So it is. Um, let's say it's probably about five miles off of the Schuylkill North, and it's near Pottstown. It's near Pottstown. I've heard of it. Yeah, there's a comedian I know that's from Pottstown. Um, what is what I what I find interesting is Pottstown is. Um, there's a real exclusive boarding school. Huh. It's called the it's called the Hill School. The Hill so, School. The Hill School. Huh. And it's one of it's like it's always been known as a feeder to like Yale and Princeton mm. or Harvard. Right. Like there's uh like there's a certain as I'm certain, as you're probably aware, um it's not schools. just exactly. There's a there's a uh, um, a funnel. A funnel. <laughs> there's a funnel. Like it just is like you know the the pipeline. That's the word. Not funnel. There's a pipeline. Um, right. For you know the right families and the right generally for the right families who are and you could go in and replicate it if you're not in the right family. But it's basically you go to certain prep schools which then feed into certain. Um, certain universities and a lot of the private clubs and the, the relationships that you see at the college and the university level, they began at the prep school level too. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know, but nonetheless, 
do you know who uh, was an alumni who is an alumni from uh, the Hill School? I think there are probably lots of them, but I assume you're going to tell me someone of interest. Oliver Stone. The director? Yes. Huh. I, I bet you you'll probably, I would think maybe a little bit older, um, this would be maybe up your alley as well, is if you were to go with false record, false reference, um, uh, Skull and Bones in the Hill School. There's got to be a lot of hits there. So anyways, the point I'm trying to make with all of this, like where am I going with all of that, is that is in this general area, which I would say uh, So the other person who's going to come from here is Daniel B. Daniel B. Who? Daniel B. Daniel Booth? Booth. B-O-O-E. Yeah, I know Daniel Boone, the the legendary guy. The legendary guy, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so anyway, so it's like I'm like <clears throat> I'm curious about about I'm curious about this land and 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 I'm now that I'm finding myself here, as I'm certain you would you would be the same mm. in the as you felt when you were looking at. And so Mr. Hicken, um, when you were on that tour across them. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Are you saying that you feel a connection to Daniel Boone? <laughs> I certainly have a curiosity. I mean, no, I'm not even certain I knew who Daniel Boone was until I saw like a historical marker and showed me about Daniel Boone. I'm like, what? What's that? What's that all about? Ah, okay. But I'm pretty certain from what I gather, like Daniel Boone was quite the badass. Well, he was like, uh, I, I've always associated him more with like Kentucky and the frontier. Maybe he was born in Pennsylvania. That's exactly correct. So this is where he was born and raised. And then like he went out to Kentucky and the frontier. Mm. Yeah. I picture coonskin hat and, uh, you know, a guy running through the woods, you know, making allegiances and battling native Americans. I think that was a big part of his saga, right? The came up. So just the fact that just the fact that there is a saga is what I think is interesting. Like who is this? Like he was a larger than life character. Mm. And anytime you have a larger than life character, there are always two really strong sides of that story. Well, he was a Quaker. What's that? And he was a Libra as well. And he was a Libra. Daniel Boone. So he was born in the Ole Valley, which is what they used to call this area. Right. Which is apparently it was Lene Lenape area prior to 
his being turned into the Pennsylvania College. Hmm. Prior to World War II, Pennsylvania Dutch was still the primary language of the native residents. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Huh. Oh, one of the most prominent people in the history of early Olake was Mountain Mary, originally Anna Marie Young. She was a German immigrant who practiced the art of Buck Butcherai, commonly known as powwow. So that's like, that's, that's Amish magic. Yeah, the brockery. Yes. Yeah, we talked about this. Okay. Yeah, so, there, so Mountain Mary lived here. Uh, she was a resource for those seeking advice and offered remedies and comfort to the sick. She kept one cow and did her own baking and some light farming, common for the area, but made her income primarily by keeping bees and making butter. Her secluded log cabin on a ridge above Pikeville, where she lived a reclusive life with her two sisters, no longer stands. But her spring, but her spring house survives on a farm along Mountain Mary Road. The 1790 census, the nation's first, first lists Mountain Mary as an abet, suggesting that her home was seen as a kind of convent. She met her own death by becoming ill. She met her own death by becoming ill in 1839. So I'm going to go see where Mountain Mary Road is. It's such a place it's good. Hmm. It's funny that I'm looking at that same Wikipedia. I found a different uh, point that caught my eye. The sacred oak that's located in uh, Ole Valley, Ole Valley, Pennsylvania. What is now called Ole Valley. No. Huh. That's interesting. It, um. Go on. It's in the Ole Township. That's what it is. So there is a part of Berks County that still goes by that name, Ole, which according to the same Wikipedia article is a Lenape word for kettle. Um, but yeah, there's these, this sacred oak here, uh, and they powwowed around the uh, sacred oak. So I'm looking on a map. Okay. And Are you near Mountain Mary Road? Yeah, I'm about um, by car five miles. Huh. Pretty close, right? Yeah. Like relatively speaking, like it's a big town. So I just sent you a picture. Are you near your phone? Yes, I am. All right, take a look at that picture. I sent you. You know, if it's on the road. I haven't received the photo yet, but I got a text from uh, Stephen, who we'll be seeing this weekend. But uh, yeah, the the oak caught my eye because in my research into Connecticut history, we have the charter oak that played an important role, and this other really big tree that I can't find right now. It's still standing. Looks almost exactly like this uh, sacred oak, but it's a different type of tree. Oh wow! Yeah, you're very close. Within 17 so, minutes. So, all right. So, look at that picture. You see the blue car? 
Yes. Okay, that's where I am right now. Oh, okay, okay. That's the house. You see the red dot? Yes. Or the red pin? That's Mountain Mary. Huh. Now, you see where the red dot goes to? That gray dot on the bottom? Yes. That's the that's the church and cemetery. Ah, uh, okay. So that's so like it's all in there. this all seventeen nineties. Like and so that is no, it's not seventeen miles. It's, minutes, it's minutes, seventeen minutes. So it's both of those are probably about like five miles. Um, they're ten miles apart. Those two, but um, from where I am, they're they're all it's all in the same general vicinity. Also, where where where. David Boone was born and raised, and then you could see the Spookle is the blue line beneath it. Mm. So for so yeah, there's um, uh, there is is definitely a uh, um, there's some sort of resonance going on with that. Yeah, absolutely. I was uh, I was curious about Daniel Boone being a Quaker. Considering where we're going uh, this this weekend, you want to get into that at all, or should we? Yeah, why don't you why don't you lean into that? Sure. So we're going on a a trip this weekend. Uh, Mike and I are going to meet up with uh, Stephen Snyder, and uh, by the time this comes out, it'll already be we already have gone on the trip. But uh, but yeah, it, it, the plan is to go to Quakertown which I didn't know anything about until I opened up this book I got recently titled Weird America uh, by Jim Brandon. And what's interesting about this book, there's a couple of things I found that I hadn't heard of before, but it mentions uh, Quakertown. And I think you brought this up with me before, Mike, or at least a similar type of area in Pennsylvania, but... This is really more your neck of the woods. So, what do you know about Quakertown? Well, Quakertown is where one of the branches of so. So, the term Rosicrucian is a general term. You have a variety of different organizations that claim to be official, the official direct lineage of the Rosicrucian. The biggest one is is Amor. And that's headquartered out of San Jose, Florida. And they're the ones that put the the um, the granite marker into the second creek about Johann Felt. It's an Amor. It's an Amor marker. Mm-hmm. Now, in another part of Pennsylvania, in in Bucks County, in Quaker Town, which is probably maybe like ninety minutes by car north north of Philadelphia is um, the headquarters of I can't think of the it might be called the Fraternity of the Rose Cross uh, and I know it's not exactly that but it's really close to that and it is it's another one of these organizations that claims to be the the direct image of the Rose Cross of the Constitution. And the one in Quakertown is best known or it's, it's the biggest federalist path is that it claims to be the oldest Rose Constitution of the 
Mm. Um, I've read things that Amos says that, you know, we were older, but he could say other. I mean, that's part of the whole Rosicrucian lore is that there are all these, these contradictory stories. But nonetheless, the one here is a climber Rosicrucianism uh, started by this guy, um, what's his name, Randolph, uh, Real, real charismatic sort of guy was the founder. P. Beverly Randolph, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like he's 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 a real interesting kind. He's a, of all of the Rosicrucian organizations in America, he's the guy who I think is most interesting personally. But nonetheless, uh, the headquarters Quaker Town, and what's special about it is there are these pyramids. They have a, a pretty big. Um, campus, I suppose. I've never been there. And they've got these pyramids and that's what you were making reference to in Weird America. It's got that kind of um, pop culture sort of what is this? Like, like, you know, why do they have these pyramids? You know, this was a joke. Like, that's a whole lot of effort going into building a pyramid like that. Um, I was, well, two things. Um, at the Masonic event, which we went to last year, the, the presentation afterwards, after the presentation was done, but before the night concluded, I received an invitation to go and get a private tour of the, of the, this Rosicrucian place. And he said that they'll go and they'll show me the back where they cut, where they wrote these sigils concrete and where they conjure up spirits. It's like, would you like to have a private tour? And I was like, I think I'm going to pass the spirit conjuring practice. I don't know what it is, but I'm not going to, I wasn't interested, but, but that did happen. That did happen. Thanks, it, but uh, no thanks. Thanks, but no thanks. I think that was the second time. I think it would be a, uh, when the first tour I took up to Mr. Hankin was last then and was sitting outside the I Am Temple. Mm. And then this person came out of the I Am Temple after last thing for 10 years. He's been going there. He's never even seen the light on. We get invited to go inside. And we're like, oh, we're going to get a tour uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I... I don't know. I may be uh, naive, but I I might have said yes. <laughs> I think a lot of people would have said yes. Um, I thought, <laughs> uh, if you remember, I think you met Jesse. Like Jesse was like all about it. I think that uh, Ross set the tone, and everyone followed that. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that was that was. Yeah, of but course. so that's so that's what we're gonna go on. Uh, is that on Saturday or is that Sunday? Saturday. It's Saturday. And then there's still the thing on Sunday too as well, correct? Yeah, Stephen uh, told me he wasn't sure um, what was going to happen Sunday yet. So, yeah, hopefully you're there Sunday too. Uh, I don't know. I'm just kind of, I'm not driving there. So I, I'm just going along with uh, what he what he has planned. But uh yeah, hopefully meeting up with uh, Secret Sun Institute, Chris Knowles, 
um, on that Sunday. And uh, then I might be able to get a ride with Chris back to uh, Connecticut. Otherwise, I'm going to have to get another train ticket to um, from <laughs> Philly to New York. But either way, yes, that is the plan. And, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of weird stuff going on at Beverly Hall. Uh, in Quakerstown. I don't know if that's where we're going to be touring, but apparently uh, Stephen uh, got us a tour or something at a museum, so uh, we'll see (laughs) what happens. I don't want to say too much because I think we may be recording something uh, at some point in the day, Uh, but yeah, if anything, we could just sort of allude to it here and now, and, uh, and yeah. I think that it's going to be a very. You cut off after you said very, what a very, what Mike, a very interesting day. Mm, yeah. Agreed. Well, consider considering all that has been kind of coming together. Like right now, like it's just like one, it's, it's one way after another which is uh, certainly moving me. Yeah. There's another uh, interesting site nearby. Have you ever heard of the Ringing Rocks? Yes. What are your thoughts on that? They, um, I would like to see them, but I have not seen them. Oh, okay. I just know them by reputation. Yeah. But now that I find myself in this part of the world, perhaps I will um, spend more time um, exploring some of these places. Yeah, it's uh, definitely an interesting, interesting spot. Um, But that's cool, Mike. I'm glad to hear your further north you're a little closer to us up here so uh anytime you want to take the the three hour drive you're more than welcome to come out to connecticut and uh and explore around here with us but uh, all the more reason for me to uh, get my car situation straightened out i gotta we have a car but it you know it's old we don't want to drive it too far so or push it past its limits. But uh, if that barrier wasn't in the way, then uh, I would be there uh, in my car. But instead, I'm going to be taking the train, which I'm a little uh, nervous about because I've never taken uh, Amtrak before. I don't want to uh, miss my train, you know. I don't know how this that it works. I mean, I'm used to just going to this station and buying a ticket and then, you know, getting on whatever the next train is. So... Uh, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> well, I think that you're going to do very well traveling area, and it's going to be a great day with good stories. That's what the Dixon right. I think we're going to have a lot. I think we'll look back at the conversation we're having right now, Mark, and be like, the only you. <laughs> I hope so. Um, but yeah, with that, we're coming up on the top of the hour here, Mike. Anything you want to uh, tell the audience before we go? Anything you want to wrap up on? Um, 
I'm looking forward to seeing how this place kind of unfolds. When I was in Baltimore, uh, quite a few people came and visited. And was kind of asking a lot, at least by reputation. Baltimore is not exactly the most user-friendly town. I was exactly the easiest to access, the most desirable place. And so, despite that, still quite a few people came by. And in Gnome Countryside, quite a few people came by as well. A little bit more appealing as it was a destination site, but what I'm very curious to see happen here, because it is a format um, and there has been a cascading of a lot of the different things which I've been doing in life. I haven't really talked much about it in the show today. Um, but my sense is I'm going to be opening the house more, to be more, uh, even more so than Baltimore, to um, people and events and, and that sort of stuff. So, for those who are listening who live or going to um, maybe South Central or Central, Mid Central Pennsylvania is not out of the question. Um, there's going to be opportunities in the future for our paths to cross in the material world. So, throw that out there. Yeah, absolutely. I'd say as far as uh, the distance between you and I, it's shortened considerably uh, given that you're a little closer to the main artery there, uh, the interstate, which goes straight through New York into Connecticut. So, uh, so yeah, we're only three interstates away uh, as opposed to before where there was a, a myriad of other <laughs> routes in between. Um, but, yeah, very cool. Yeah, I'm excited. I, it sounds like you got yourself a little, uh, a nice little spot over there, and uh, yeah, that's that's awesome, Mike. I'm happy for you. I'm happy to to see the 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 change, and you're sort of in a place that ha you have more. Uh, is that a cat? What's that noise? A goose. Oh my gosh! <laughs> sounds like an alarm. <laughs> there are two geese. Ah that are on the property and these are um, more effective than guard dogs. Mm. They have a keen sense for intruders. Yeah. They, it wasn't, it wasn't, I don't, I don't know what you call it, the noise, which, which keeps tonight. Whenever that was, that wasn't at me, it was someone else. But that was, you could hear how loud that was. Yeah. It wasn't very close. Yeah. Jeez, that was like a whale, <laughs> you know? Oh man, not a not the whale like the animal, but like a whale. Um, yeah, yeah, very interesting. Well, it sounds like you have more independence and autonomy at the new spot, so I'm happy to see that um, you're not living under you know someone else's domain anymore. That is correct. That is definitely correct. So. Um, so this is uh, 
this is is turning out. Uh, I'm curious to see what this this chapter is going to bring because the other two chapters brought very good things into life. So now I'm able to go and move on to that next step. Mm. Right. Well, I feel like there's a lot more we can catch up on. I mean, we, in the hiatus, you had a birthday. Happy birthday from uh, all the listeners uh, of this show to you, Mike. And, and I wish to have. Are you birthday. the spokesperson for all the listeners? <laughs> Are you? Well, well, thank you for that belated, the belated uh, well wishes. I read their messages in the Telegram and the Instagram. So if folks want to get in touch with you directly, they can go to Susquehanna Alchemy on Instagram. As long as you're still checking up there, uh, I'm sure you could uh, you you could remove you can cut out the middleman that is Mark and, uh, and, and <laughs> reach Mike directly. But yeah, that that's that's the consensus that I felt was people missed you. People were curious as to where you were. And now we have some answers. We, we have now we've more got questions, answers. though, uh, as usual. So that those may be answered in the future. But until next time, I'm looking forward to seeing you in person this weekend, Mike. And uh, for everybody listening, thank you for sticking with us and tuning in. And uh, we'll come to you very soon with another episode, an update on uh, our trip to Rose Valley. Thank you.